Everyman Podcast. Uh, you you got to get that that rasp in there. You know what I mean? If, it, is it, if, it, if it's not guttural, is it really the Everyman Podcast? It's it's almost like it's so guttural that the 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 preceding letters letters don't even exist. So it's like that Everyman Podcast, but it was just like, uh. yeah, that's like the, the what's the, going on, brother Jake? Bro, I am. I'll tell you what, I feel like I've been drinking from a water hose. What do you call it, a fire hose? I feel like I've been drinking from fire a fire hose, hose for two days. Yeah, a water hose. Yeah, let me get one of those water hoses. Uh, yeah, drinking from a fire hose. Um, I'm back on the job, back on my 9 to 5. Back on it. And not, you know, you're you're back on it. And, and not only are we yeah, back dude. on it, but we are back on it in a way that exceeds our uh, previous... Actually, I shouldn't say that. I mean, we've both been, been, been burning it at both ends, but... Um, it's a yeah. new world now, man. A lot of new, a lot of new energy, and, and the every man is needed. It is a new world, man. It is, it is a new world, and it's, it's, uh, it really is uh, alarming at how new the world is, especially when you know uh, the new world affects uh, you know how we uh, bump uglies now. You know, you, you got to get a wall in between you, and so you don't catch COVID. It's just unbelievable, man. Yeah, it's just, it's just absolutely nuts. A wall, glory hole, bro. Yeah, New York, glory. New- the New York Health Department has um, advocated for the use of glory holes to, uh, for safe sex practices during the COVID-19 mm. situation. And I just want to say real quick here, guys, uh, guys and gals, Daryl, have you noticed when you go to, say, a grocery store, mm-hmm. um, there'll either be like a, an audio recording or a, a paper note that says something about something along the lines of in these, quote, challenging times or un, unprecedented circumstances, or mm-hmm. new normal. How about this? If you want right. to make me, and, and when I say you, you know who you are, because you, yeah. you are also they that I speak of yeah. often. They and you. <laughs> they, you are they. You are they. <laughs> if you and they are going to enforce these restrictions upon me, call it what it is. If I have to wear a mask into the grocery store, which I which I do, I'm not saying I'm not one of those guys like, oh, no, man. I get it. I get it. But it's like a social contract. You tell me it's for unprecedented circumstances. What are the circumstances? Just say it. We all know it's covid. It reminds mm-hmm. me of the Super Bowl. OK, is it is it a trademarked name? We like I can't I, the big game, you know, I can't, the, you know, a car dealership can't have a Super Bowl Sunday sale because it's a copyright trademark. So they call yeah. it the big game. Oh, come on down for the big game. And everybody knows what they mean. They mean, oh, Super Bowl Sunday. Is is COVID-19 trademarked? Is that why we're not saying it? Because I know why I'm wearing a mask and I was off of work for four, four months almost. It's because of COVID-19. It's not because of unprecedented circumstances. It's not because of a new normal. It's because of COVID-19. So my, my request is if you folks out there in the everyman uh, in the cosmic canoe with us, if you're involved in the marketing or managing of the, the, the language used, let's just call it what it is. It's COVID-19. Yeah. What's up with that? Just do it. Just do it. I mean, it makes it simpler. It makes it simpler. It's, it's far less confusing, obviously, you know, just, just, just say it. We, we get it. We're grow. We're all adults here. We can figure this shit out. We already know what it's about. Come on, man. Like, are you <laughs> trying not to spook me? I, I don't get yeah, it. Man. Consider like me spooked. Ah. Right. 
But see, these are the things that that rack my mind at uh, you know late late in the evening, laying down for bed. I'm thinking, why aren't they calling it what it is? Yeah, just... Well, I'll just tell you what. It. You know, you know, in the Everman, you're always going to get. Why aren't they? Why are they? They. Why are they? <laughs> and who are they? Uh, yes. Someday we'll all find out together, folks. Um, them thou's. <laughs> yeah, got to use the right the right. Uh, thine. 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 <laughs> thine. Oh my gosh! So I'll, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, it's great to be back at work. It's great to oh, be, yeah. you know, like I said, burning at both ends. And uh, we we practice what we preach, yeah. man. They say, you know, they said to you, uh, you, your your employer said to you, hey, we need you to we need you to do this. That's not your normal thing. You stepped up. You did it. You're doing it. You're doing it to the best of your abilities. I got a new opportunity. Um, stepped up doing it to the best of my abilities and that's what being an every man and an every woman's all about that's what that's what we get together every week to to pontificate just make on it just make it happen man no excuses you know no surrender you know what i mean it's just like that that rocky song there's no easy way out man that's why you, you plow right through man you just plow right through. you know we we talk a lot about movies you know, it's not one of those hey they say jump you say how high it's just yeah, go ahead. You got to get it. We talk a lot about movies on the pod, and, and let me just say uh, on our on our episode here today with our guest Rob Nichols, but they don't make the the theme songs like they used to. You know, action movies no they used to write way. songs for them, like you're saying. There's no, no easy way. way out. You know, like come on, man, give me. I need to see a a Dwayne Johnson action film mm-hmm. that's made like it was made 30 years ago, and I yeah. need I need a five minute like, dude. Some of those montages in the Rocky movies are too long it's almost like uncomfortably long there's oh, yeah. a, like him driving around for nine minutes with two different songs it's yeah. it gets a little gets a little hectic but uh yeah i'd like to see i'd like to see big dewey uh i wonder if anybody calls him dewey i don't know maybe maybe they do Dwayne seems like uh, appropriate that seems like a mountain of a man name <laughs> Dwayne. <laughs> i've never i've never seen a small Dwayne. hello Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. Maybe the maybe the duh. Maybe it's like a prefix. Like Wayne is the name. Oh yeah. But you put the duh on there, and it, and it guarantees six foot six, three hundred pounds. Uh, three thirty inch biceps at least, right? Just yeah. So it's a prefix <laughs> to Wayne. Duh Wayne. Duh Wayne. Wayne. This this week uh, on the Everyman, um, we've got a good friend. Friend of the show, good friend of mine for a long time now, Rob Nichols. Uh, he's the co-founder of 360 Digital Studios, um, and a uh, very talented camera operator, director, editor, color corrector. Um, just a fun guy. Every man helped us out big time with the uh, with the Every Man trailer. We talk a little bit about that, and uh, you know we're going to be doing some some more projects and some more silly little video type type things as we go along. And uh, before we get to that, I just wanted to take a moment also to to thank everybody for for hanging with us uh, on the live streams and the Twitch in the last couple weeks here. We uh, to say that Daryl and I love yeah. it is an understatement. Um, it's it's so Absolutely. much fun, so much fun, and uh, we're going to be going live tonight. So eight p.m. Eastern, eight. The Everyman Podcast on Twitch. You can type that into the search bar, and it'll pop right up. You'll see the same cover art that you see on the podcast on your on your app. You'll see it right there. Um, if you if you can't get it that way, www.everymanpodcast.tv. That'll bring you right to it. 
8 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be hanging out. We're going to be talking. We're going to be hanging with the chat. Uh, you know, it's 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 really cool. We just we, we get together with the Everyman and the Cosmic Canoe. We exchange ideas. We talk shit. Yeah. We watch kung fu videos. Uh, just really, mm-hmm. it's like what better way uh, to spend a Wednesday evening? So check us out on Twitch tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, the Everyman Podcast. Uh, the Everyman Pod on Twitter, the Everyman Podcast on YouTube. If you want to check out this episode in video form and see our beautiful visages, visages the Everyman visages. Podcast on YouTube. Check it out. Um, yeah, dude. I'm pumped. You're pumped. Super pumped. Super we got we got a hot pod today. Hot pod. Super pumped. You don't hot even need ore. Like we have we have extra ores. Listen, pretty soon this you cosmic canoe. Ores. You don't even need one. This canoe is gonna is gonna be self propelled. There's gonna be no need for oars. Motor motorized. It's motorized. Just, it's just gonna be like one of those Fred Flintstone boats. You just put the little <laughs> put the piggies in the water and push, baby. Yeah. So, with that being said, we got the plugs out of the way. Yep. You've followed us on uh, Twitch. You've you've subscribed to the YouTube channel. You've left a review for the podcast on your platform of choice, and it's time to take it to our interview with Mr. Rob Nichols. Let's go. Everyman Podcast. What's up, bro? How you doing, DC? What's up, baby? What's going on, man? Well, happy as you Monday, can see baby. here, happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Fun Day. Happy Wednesday, because that's when you're listening to this. And uh, yeah. doing something a little new here today. We're gonna we're gonna hop right into to our guest interview. So, sitting to my mirrored right and on your left on your screen, we just had a big confusing section of troubleshooting. If you've ever thought how many smart technically savvy engineer type people does it take to figure out uh if the ipad's mirrored or not the answer is it took two hundred and then 30 minutes of the other one's time so we got it figured out we're here uh and uh of course joining us today we've been talking about him for a few weeks uh he's a good friend of mine i've known him since i think i was about 16 years old one of my first jobs at best buy uh he's the man behind the camera uh our director on the everyman announcement trailer uh that we were so thrilled with uh ladies and gentlemen rob mickles what's up Ah, we love you rob how you doing brother how's everybody doing i'm i'm doing fine doing fine (laughs) had to give you a little touch there so so rob you and I, let's let's just touch on how we met. So, like I said, we both grew up kind of in the same area, and then we found each other via Best Buy. And mm-hmm. it's funny, like, I met a lot of a lot of people I still am very close with and still work with closely in the band. You know, shout out Morales, Cesario, Jose, of course. I mean, so many people that I kind of came together at this time at Best Buy. And I feel like someday they can, maybe maybe we can make a documentary about all the talent. Reunion. Yeah. Best Buy the reunion. talent that was at that store and then went off to... Uh, do a lot of other things. So, um, tell us about you know who who are you? What do you do? What do you do for a living? Um, let's start with that, man. Well, I am uh, the co-owner, co-founder of uh, Three Sixty Digital Studios, um, with a couple with a, a main partner and a uh, part-time partner that I've known since fifth grade. So, uh, Brian Benson, Pat Woodruff. Um, and mainly what I, what I do there is I'm a director, a cinematographer, 
and a editor. So. Sweet. Now, when you were when you were a kid, like, is that what you want to do? Is make filmmaker like that? That's kind of what oh, you yeah. had had in mind. Um, I might not have known it, but like since I think since I saw Jurassic Park, I <laughs> I uh, kind of realized then that that's something I wanted to do. There was a lot of that was the first time there was a lot of like uh, behind the scenes stuff and uh, things like that on TV, like showing you how they they made the film and yeah. stuff like that. And I was like, wow, that's that's a job. And then sweet, it kind of spitballed from there. And uh, the uh, I I I always like played around with like my dad's like VHS camera. He like bought when I was like. So you were making like army figure videos yeah, and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I always had a fascination for, you know, taking photos and then later, you know, videos as I, as I got older and then it got so much easier to, to start making videos around a certain point. And, um, you know, I think it's, I've talked on this, I've talked about this specifically about you on, on the podcast where, you know, every creative thing that I've done, you've filmed it or, you know, had some part at some point in, mm-hmm. in helping me put that together. And, and one of the common things that we talk about um, on the Everman podcast is stepping into somebody else's project and, you know, helping them make something happen. So when we had Kenny Arnoff mm-hmm. on legendary drummer, you know, rock and roll hall of famer, legit star, he can go into Elton John on Monday and, you know, uh, Steve Miller band on Tuesday because he's able to connect and figure out what are they want and how can I help them make it? And I, I really kind of thought about that when, you know, DC and I came over to, to do that, that trailer shoot because I, I could, I knew what I wanted in my head, but I couldn't really, mm-hmm. you know, verbalize it in a way that was coherent. And then we finally made a connection on a, on, on something that we've had a mutual interest in, mm-hmm. uh, which is of course, uh, to everyone's surprise would be pro wrestling. So, um, what is what, what? How did you develop that skill of of being able to work with people as a director? Because we're going to get into the technical stuff and the filmmaking stuff, but right off the bat, I want to hit that that kind of that teamwork mentality of getting in. What is your goal, and how can I help you accomplish it? I think uh, I just developed that over years and years of of doing it. I mean, uh, we technically started our company when we were in high school. Um, nice. and did it as a part-time thing until about 2009 when we went full-time with it and we've been full-time with it ever since but I I probably started to, to learn to really work with people um, and and get what they want uh, when we started with pro wrestling videos when we were in high school um, we, we, what were you doing with that? we used to shoot uh, just like local like indies um, there was, I think our first one was, uh, UWF around here in like Fairless Hills with a madman Moose Moretti. <laughs> he, he, he ran the company. I, there's nothing more like they say, like, you know, college football is like, you know, Daryl, the love of the game. Like that's where everybody mm-hmm. plays for the love of the game. If you want to see people that really love shit, go check out a, like an independent yeah. wrestling show because those oh, people, yeah. Put, yeah, they're putting themselves through the same things, if not worse for just because for the love of the game it's it's uh right. it's amazing and then towards like the end that and that was like probably like ninth grade for me 10th grade for brian and uh towards the end of it towards the end of high school um we kind of stepped up a little bit and did a few things in like philly 
with like 3PW and there was like something like HWA and we did a few things for CZW back in the day. It's cool. So, so you, you kind of stepped into pro wrestling just because you were yeah. interested in it and you were you were kind of available? Is that yeah. kind of how that worked? Yeah, and then it, it kind of like grew to like music videos and then once we uh, we got out of out of uh, once I got out of college in 2009 and we we went full time with it we started working in reality shows so we mm. we did like things before like YouTube and stuff was kind of a thing it was like it was a thing since like 2006 but once it started to become more of what it is today like the was, like that the, was probably around like 2008 2009 the evolution of reality yeah, we, tv we were yeah, doing like um we were doing like short little like episodes of like reality spin-offs for vh1 sweet what what shows did you work on um it was like it was spin-offs of i love new york and i love uh what was it i love new york and i love money um guys mm. named the goat that went by taylor made and it they were, <laughs> yeah they, they were kind of doing like their online spinoff and vh1 was interested in having us do that as an actual show on air and unfortunately there was like a whole situation that that just killed there's always a situation on that, those shows isn't it, it? like killed it's always something like some somebody like uh that was on i love money three and megan wants a millionaire like killed himself and his wife or something like that oh, <laughs> and, and that killed like all those love shows that they were yeah that'll, that they that'll, had do, it. that'll do it yeah, you get a you get a suicide so there was, homicide there was on supposed there. to be like an i love money three and four and five that was like that was already shot and that never aired um Jeez. there was there was our show that that we were starting that that got greenlit right before this happened so we were about to go to cameron and shoot like a whole season and boom it just killed it so wow well, might have been for the best but but we did a, f- a few more pilots since then and explain to what our, our listeners what a pilot is because that's that's something we don't really get into we've had some filmmakers on the show but uh we never really talked about uh you know the process of like how, how like what is a pilot and what's the, the point of that a pilot is kind of like a, a proof of concept for for a tv show um or like a proof of concept for even a film. So like it might be like a fake trailer for a film or mm-hmm. or like a short version of a film that's like almost like a uh, a prologue or whatever. Um, sizzle. Yep. Or, the old sizzle reel. Yes, yeah, sizzle the reel. Sizzle. Sizzle reel can <laughs> can be I guess kind of considered a pilot um, for a TV show or or a movie. But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of like a first episode or or a sizzle reel. It's it's like the uh, the visual yeah. mixtape you yeah, know yeah. kind of thing. Oh yeah, and oh yeah, which we we shot plenty of pilots for different reality shows. That well, all over and, the place. and there's got to be like ten thousand to one for every show that makes it on air. There's thousands and thousands and thousands and that get made that just get kind of tossed aside. I'm sure there's some real gems in there. It's it's funny. One of the ones that we did um, around that time was I think it was like summer 2009, like early 2010. We were working on it was uh, for this show called The Twin Life. Mm. And now those twins are on TV like every week. Like everybody, really? they, everybody they, knows they, who they, they are. They're on like... Uh, they found their way. Found their way. Fiance or something like that. They found fame through that. 
Wow. So, Daryl, a couple years ago, I and this was this was probably like uh, I don't know. I was probably like just twenty one. I, I bumped into Rob at a bar nearby. I don't know if you remember this. And we were catching up. I hadn't seen him in a bit. And you told me like, yeah, I got this idea for like a a, a gritty live action Pokemon movie. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, <laughs> we started talking about. It. We're like in this crowded bar, like just ridiculous place, and we're like sitting there talking about this gritty Pokemon movie and then Rob laid out this like scene to me and then fast forward nine years later and I'm, I'm sitting in the theater watching Detective Pikachu and that like underground fight scene with like the yeah. the cages like, was like pretty much what we talked about and I was like god damn it yeah. we had this we had this done yeah. ten years ago that, that mm-hmm. feels like it happens a lot to me and I, I guess that means that my ideas are good. I just gotta follow through. <laughs> yeah, just gotta, just gotta get it. Yeah. But uh, well, I mean, Pokemon Company. I mean, that 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 license yeah. is probably a hard nut to crack. But it just, I always just thought that was a that was amusing that because it was so specific to like the vision you had for how Pokemon could be. And at the time, yeah. everybody was still super like the, you know, I don't know what you called edgy stuff was not really popular yet. Mm-hmm. Funny, funny world, man. I still have yet to see that. On the Everman podcast, we talk about collaboration, and we've been we've been talking about that a little bit here. And I want to kind of briefly run through kind of how we we did the the trailer shoot because you know people have seen it, and then uh, we talked about it on our end. But specifically, um, the process of of bringing something that's like an idea from a text into color and depth is something that's like really amazing to me, and. Um, do you feel like you have an ability, like like an extra sense to visualize things out? Because I can describe things, mm-hmm. but I can't really visually display it or sketch it or even explain to you what it looks like. Like it's it's just the way my brain thinks. So well, like when I work with you and Daryl, especially because Daryl, you're like that too, man. Like I can tell you like a couple weird phrases, and then you get the whole visual build out. Mm-hmm. And like to me, it's like it's almost like I'm only able to see like. 20% of some of the of a project and then like the visual piece comes in and I'm like oh yeah that's the shit that was around my piece I just don't explain it so how do you how do you work on <laughs> like how, how do you do that you know um, from reality stuff to like your own your own film projects what's the key for you in, in, in developing that skill I think whenever somebody's explaining something to me I just see images in my head I I see it when I like listen to songs and if I like read a book or something I I see the images I see very like cinematic like vivid images in my head mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't know that's if that's awesome. something that like everybody yeah I don't think so but that's a, that's I mean a that's something that is that how you work Daryl is that kind of yeah. how you vibe no you well, well like for me like it's weird when I'm editing or if I'm putting something together, like for me, it's, it's music. Like, uh, it's like, I don't know if it's like a, like a chord or it could be just, you know, just I, for me, it's like, there's, there's a tone to everything that I can cut or edit to. Like it's in my head though first. And then like, if so, like I I could be like, I was on the phone, you know, with, with clients today talking about, you know, different projects they want to do, you know, um, for a, for a, for a series for the network and and they were like okay well just tell me what the objective is and they'll tell me the objective and just you know a couple you know tidbits and then like I'll just 
I'll just hear almost like a chord in my head. I'm like, all right, cool. I know how this is going to play out just based upon like a sound or a, a mixture of sounds. So you kind of like, catch oh, inspiration so from one thing oh, and then yeah, build I, around it. Oh yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Um, and you know, everybody's different. Like, like Rob, you say it's images. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it's music. Like I cut all of my music before I even edit. Like I'll edit to, I'll edit my music mm-hmm. to time. And then I'll just throw images on top of that because the, to, to me, the music moves mm-hmm. at all. Cause that's going to really capture you, you know, other people, like we had Kaz on the show, the drummer, you know, Justin, he was talking about like for him, he saw colors. Yeah. Synesthesia. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So everybody's got their thing, you know, everybody's got their thing. Yeah. For me, I need like a tactical battle plan with like lots of it's, you know, I mean, everybody's got their own, their creative, their own creative path, but it's, it's cool. Um, like I, I admire you guys, you know, Daryl and Rob, your ability to, to work on so many different projects with so many different tones, mm-hmm. like, and, you know, not just the tone of like, you know, the, what's the voice of the project, but, you know, just the visual palette, all those things. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's impressive. Mm-hmm. Well, Justin, it's, it's like, to me, it's just kind of like our, our, you know, our interaction with, with films here and the stuff that, you know, you've put together for some of our programming. Like the, the, the moment I heard your music, I was like, oh, this is this is football. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is extract. This is football all the way. Like, and I, I immediately once I heard it, I was like, all right, this is sound effects. This is mic'd up. This is Super Bowl. This is NFL matchup. This is turning point. This is, you know what I mean? Like, I yep. just, I knew it as soon as I heard it. So, you know where, you know yeah. where it's, uh, where the baby's got to go to bed. Oh, yeah. I think that's what they say. <laughs> I heard I heard Steven Seagal say that's so you got to put the baby to bed. Uh, yeah, yeah, lollipop. We've been lollipop. <laughs> we've been talking uh, you know, Rob on the on the podcast um and also on the everymanpodcast.tv uh the Twitch channel. We've been um talking a lot about Steven Seagal and our kind of a, our it's it's more than an admiration an infa- at this point. It's an infatuation now. It's we, an we infatuation. Him. It's like not only do I I'm entertained by this man, but I'm, that's only 50% of the interest to me. 50% is the man. It's kind of like me and Vince McMahon. Like I just find what he, the things you hear about him are so insane. Mm -hmm. And then you see like, he's got a T-Rex skull on his wall, legit multi-million dollar. Yeah. In his office. It's like a $40 million. I think I've seen or heard about this. It's real. And it was used to be a rumor for years and everybody thought it was a joke. And then, on one in one photo a couple of years ago, they they caught the edge of it in the background, and then they started showing it on on the documentaries and stuff. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, yeah, Vince has his T Rex skull. That's the kind of guy I want to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Apex. And I'm the you know Steven Seagal. I think he probably uh, you know I think he's probably got some cool fossils himself. But we've been talking about action movies like in the '80s specifically. And you know when we all got together when we were you know Daryl myself came over to your your uh, studio and office there. We were talking about, you know, horror films and B films and all that stuff. And, and so I, ever since that night, really, I've been watching a lot a lot of them. And I was, you know, Invasion USA with Chuck Norris and mm-hmm. just the practical effects, all that kind of stuff that was in the film, those films. And, you know, I know in seeing the your work, like your, your shorts that you do, and like we come over, to the, I'll come over to the studio one time, stop by, and you've got a whole friggin' alien ship hallway built that you're doing test footage and stuff in. So I wanted to get your kind of feedback on like with, with movies, like where do you lie on that? Do you want to see more of the practical stuff? Do you like, do you like the CGI? Like where, where, what's your take on that? Definitely more practical. Um, but 
CGI when done well, which is kind of rare, to be honest. Um, I feel it's it's weird. I feel like some of the best CGI you'll see was in Jurassic Park, and that was one of the first uses of CGI to that level, you know, mm-hmm. to create entire digital characters. It's 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 weird, but I definitely appreciate the the practical effects more. Like the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies, like should have been costumes. Like yeah, the costumes look oh, so yeah. much better. Like it was too much, I too can, much yeah. distraction. I can believe that. Whereas that's it. That's the CG it. has no like I guess physics to it. Like it's just whatever. Which is which might be part of the reason why I don't like Zack Snyder's movies that much because everything looks like a video game and has no mm-hmm. like sense of like yeah. the laws of physics. I don't know why everybody's so excited about this Snyder cut of Justice League. They're like, oh, it's Justice League, mm-hmm. but now it's five hours long. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I, mean, I don't need three yeah. and a half more hours of that movie. You know what I mean? I don't get it. I mean, I'll I'll uh, I'll watch it. I'm I'm kind of excited to watch it, but not. Well, yeah, I, that being said, I'm definitely gonna watch it. Not, but you get what I mean? Like, give me something. Yeah, yeah. Not not that something excited new. because I I think the only there's only three movies now that I like that Zack Snyder did the. Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah, that was great. That was filled with practical effects, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, People forget about that one. That's kind of like slipped off into the old yep. uh, memory hole there. And What about Avatar? What do you guys think about the CG effects in Avatar? The, the camera and all that. Was is that the last that Amber, Airbender or the... No, James Cameron. James Cameron? Uh, yeah, James Cameron, Avatar, the uh, that first one. I, the, I only watched it in the theater once, and that's the only time mm-hmm. I've seen it. But yeah. in IMAX 3D, it was a spectacle. It was like yeah, I some, think I think yeah. that was more that more so distracted me from. I think I enjoyed the spectacle of it more than I enjoyed the actual story or or the CG or anything like that. I think with that when it was out, that was like cutting edge. I saw yeah. it. I saw it on uh, like like half watched it not too long ago and still looks good, you know. But I'm sure oh, the yeah. next I'm sure the next one whenever those come out is mm-hmm. going to be even crazier but i don't mind i don't mind stuff like that when it's mixed in you know i think sonic did it really well when they mixed you know, oh, the two together yeah. i think for the most part transformers oh, pre- dude. especially the play. first one they, they did a really good job with the those the transformers CG. movies were great and then it just went whoa what yeah. are we doing here i mean i i, I still like them all but bumblebee was actually like yeah surprisingly i enjoyed good. bumblebee like, I, beast, I liked dude. it because it was Freaking in uh, beast because it took place in the eighties, it had John Smith. Cena was a bad guy. Yeah, had the Smiths mm. in the, on the soundtrack a bunch of times. So yeah, I was into that. Yeah, it's it's been cool to see these you know movies like these comics from my childhood and cartoons and stuff turn into movies. And you know they did the the GI Joe one a couple years ago, and I, they still mm-hmm. the second one was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I I think they still got to take another crack at that. I don't know if yeah, I've seen the do. second one. It's good, dude. Uh, Ray Park plays uh, Snake Eyes. Nice. And he's like that does a lot of the, the so the fighting and stuff is pretty. Is the Rock still in the second one? Yeah, but he's only in it briefly. Okay. And that yeah. was the problem. Like they re that was like it was supposed to come out, and then the Rock became huge, yeah. even bigger. He had like his big wave, and they put it, they delayed it a year so they could film like three more scenes with him, and because mm-hmm. they just I don't know they thought the Rock wouldn't be needed in the whole movie. I don't know why you would have the rock only come in for 20% of your movie. You know what well, I mean? What are they going to yeah. do when the rock runs for president next? Uh, oh, next dude. Time? We were just talking that? about that. It doesn't matter what they're going <laughs> to. Um, I hope, I hope he, I hope he, I hope he goes for it, man. With, 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 some, to... with some of the stuff that was going on, like with Vince McMahon, like being named like 
the uh, in charge of like reopening the country and everything. Yeah, I'm was, like, <laughs> when's the Rock gonna come I know, out and like I rock know. bottom them or, or I know. Or, yeah, Vince was on the the Stone Cold the guys. board of. Uh, business owners really i think he was in there because of the sports thing because it was like adam silver and goodell and and then i just started thinking like can you imagine and we, we're not gonna get into the political sphere here at all but just the hilarity of like a vince mcmahon sitting in with trump and then all of those business people like it would just, <laughs> i just would love to see what that was like dinosaur heads yeah i mean it must be it must have been it would have been crazy. Thing, uh, uh, anything's possible now. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm yeah. not ruling anything yeah. out. I'm ready for the UFOs. I'm ready for Bigfoot. Let's oh. do it. Nothing's gonna surprise me. I'm and ready for roads. the Bigfoot boys. Any, oh, any man. moment, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for aliens to hit. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's definitely on the playbook for sure. That's or, the last. Or, that's the last uh, defense is or uh, calling the aliens. Michael Bay's Armageddon. Actually, chest bursters chest becomes bursters becomes a reality. Yeah, they have to send oil diggers up to uh, up to uh, the moon instead of because sending astronauts to teach them how to drill oil. Supposedly, like asteroids, a couple times, some big ones like nearly missed us recently. Well, <laughs> like, they, within the past few weeks. Yeah, like, I, I saw these. There was one that was uh, like Earth killing that they knew like nine days before, and that was like, well, it's here. Let's hope it doesn't hit us. Yeah. Okay, guys, about about your business. And then they just put it out like, oh, by the way, uh, asteroid almost hit the Earth. Like, it was between us and the moon. It could have turned us into the Stone Age. It was by like, <laughs> it was by like a million. It, it's oh, weird because it's like it. we could have died. Everyone it, it barely missed us, but it, it was, was with, by like a few million miles or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but it was within yeah. like it was within an, an, a lane that. You know yeah. the dan- the danger zone, as the, they say. The question the is, if zone. if they knew one was coming right for us, I don't think they'd tell us. I don't think they'd tell us. But no, like, when when would we realize it? Like, they. would it would it be like the Michael they. Bay movie, like where like these little ones are like like birds start falling? Yeah. Well, my buddy said a bunch of birds have been dropping dead um, in his lawn, and he found this big fat dead mouse the size of a potato, and. Uh, you know, could be that, could be a demonic child. I don't know, because I've seen that play out too, <laughs> where you have a, a kid that's a little, you know what I mean? A little yep. bit too in touch with the dark arts, starts making things happen. Next yep. thing you know, in the shower, you're washing your hair, and then you feel fingers. And I've seen, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know how that correct. plays out. <laughs> we could be, we could be, yeah, like all the magnets are going to start getting weird because there's like this new, you know, magnet thing coming. I don't know. They definitely wouldn't tell us. No, they wouldn't. No. I mean, would you want to know, though? Like, would you want to yeah, know? If, I'd want to know. Yeah. Well, the the really? thing is, like, if if you know and there's nothing you could do, like, what's the world going to look like? You're going to party. The, for those yeah, few days. It's going to look like Independence Day when they're all up on the roof. Yeah. And they're having that, you know, and it's like 90s, 90s rave. And they're like, Elvis, beam me up. And then it bl- just blows them up. Well, they did legit, like, say something about, like, uh, admit that there was, like, UFOs. Like, Yeah, they oh, yeah. they casually slipped out, and, and you guys can, can Google Goog this for yourselves, but um, the Pentagon and the Department of Defense declassified this so-called Tic Tac video. If you Google Tic Tac UFO, uh, I'll put it in the show description uh, for you guys, but basically this video 
leaked out in 2017 through the New York Times that a fighter pilot who happened to be the third ranking officer on his vessel, so it was a real serious dude, highly mm-hmm. trained guy, gets this tic-tac-looking thing on camera, and it outmaneuvers the jet, and it actively jammed the radar. Joe Rogan had a big podcast episode with the with the pilot, Commander Fravor, on there. And the video gets leaked out to the New York Times in 2017, and they never acknowledge it. And people are like, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake. And then for some reason... In 2020, they started, like, putting stuff out. And, you know, one of the things was Commander Fravor came on Joe Rogan and said, yeah, this happened. And then the video came out. And then somewhere around early March, Pentagon was like, by the way, this isn't our aircraft. We don't know what it is. um, But it's real. And then that was it. And then I'm like, I said to Daryl, I'm like, dude, uh, hello. You're acknowledging that there's something that has air superiority that defies the laws of physics. That defies the laws right. of physics is an energy, and I'm over here paying my electric bill. What's going on here? Like no, that's really it's it's. <laughs> I think they need to talk to Zack Snyder about it. You think he knows? <laughs> he might know. Who do you if you if you know. had to pick one person in Hollywood, guys, that knows that's been high, that's been dropping hints? Who do you think it is? That knows. Yeah. That knows. Yeah, you think it's Spielberg? No, it's Steven Seagal. He knows. Seagal knows. I bet you he does he fucking knows. know. That's why. About, that's why I he. I know about the conspiracy with the space. I know, I know about it. <laughs> First thing here, this is a quartonium phasar. First, you put you your drink my lightning energy drink. It's, it's Tom, <laughs> Tom Cruise knows. Oh yeah, he's so insulated. You gotta be careful. We shouldn't even say his name on this podcast. I heard if you say his name three times into a live mic. Uh, he jumps up and down on your couch. You get a knock on your door. <laughs> you get a knock on your door, and uh, they yeah. So him and, him and Oprah. Together, everyone gets a. <laughs> oh man, yeah. She, I bet you, she knows some things too. Oh, she probably knows. She probably knows. If I had that much power and money in media, I would demand to know. You know what I mean? <laughs> you get the truth, and you get the truth. Everyone right. gets because I'd truth. say, all right, I'm just gonna start making shit up then. Well, I, I feel like they don't. They either don't tell the president about aliens. I don't think they do. Or. They don't know for sure because if they did, Trump would have told everybody by now. <laughs> exactly. If there was, <laughs> that, I don't he think the presidents be, know. He would have blurted it out. But yeah. also, I think it's. I think there's because they talk about you know there there are parts of the government that are permanent that kind of overlap presidencies and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and they've got to keep the whole thing going. So it makes sense that you don't. Or maybe they just didn't tell him. They told Obama. I don't know because Bill the the, Bill Clinton Bill Clinton gave a pretty good explanation about it, and he was open. He said that he went and asked for it twice directly, and they told him we're not telling you anything, and you don't need to know. And he he's told that story a couple times, and he seemed, I mean, I don't know who who can tell who's who's uh you know saying what these days, but well, I mean, oh yeah, he definitely said like, hey, I tried. They said no. He also was pretty hush hush about that Epstein Island. Hey, so. there's another name that'll that'll get you taken off the off the YouTube the uh, the Blank Island. Yeah, there's another. Will it? That's another Goog. Yeah, yeah. That there there there's that. a couple things. That got a couple things. You guys got a Goog for yourselves uh, mm-hmm. that uh, we just cannot utter those <laughs> those forbidden <laughs> words. Or else, help me, Jeebus! Help me, Tom Cruise! <laughs> help me, Tom Cruise! Help me! Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, uh, yeah, the uh, space demons will get us, but. Yeah, there's a lot of, it's an interesting time to be alive, Uh, a lot of interesting stuff that comes out in art. You know, I watched, I finally watched The Colors Out of Space, 
Oh yes, the Nicholas Cage. The fuck was that, bro? Your mind. It, it's very, uh, it's very similar to that segment in Creep Show, the original Creep Show movie. Yeah, I'll have to yeah. revisit that. It, it's like there's a, there's a segment because Creep Show is like an anthology, like yeah. from the crypt or whatever. Um, and there's a segment where Stephen King himself plays like this goofy like farmer that finds this like space rock really and it's it's very yeah, similar I and i i think he actually said that it was inspired by the lovecraft story that yeah yeah that, that's that, uh, exactly what you call it was the based thing on. the thing about like every now and then and it's it's always a movie that you don't expect it's it's i guarantee you it's never like the movie that's no, number one in theaters, you know, um, mm-hmm. but like the color out of space, like I watched that and that made me, that affected me for like a couple days, like thinking about yeah, like dude. what, not only what the fuck that I just watched, but like, what is this, what is this story trying to tell me? Because a lot of times there, you know, these, these common tales, like mm-hmm. whether they're uh, Little Red Riding Hood or, you know, all those kind of things. Um, Hansel and Gretel, like they're, they're types like archetype stories over time. And sometimes there's elements of there and it's like, you're kind of, it's, it makes me think like, what were the, what information is, are you trying to tell me here? And, uh, then you get all that just wacky ass imagery and like that scene where it's like, like I said, Daryl, like, did she summon, yeah, did she summon a demon? Did she really open a portal to hell? And that's what the whole Bro. thing is. And that's why the rock oh. came. And like, it's, it, it was it really messed with my head, like just that one scene where she gets all taken over and she has the vision. Yeah, and then yeah. What, what, where, where was the spoiler alert? Oh, the spoiler <laughs> alert is that uh, is uh, Nick Cage uh, is the Easter Bunny. That's the spoiler right there, dude. Yeah, we yeah. we don't. You know what? I I'm glad you said that. Let me just tell you something, guys. We're gonna spoil some shit. Yeah, we're gonna there will spoil. be spoils. From yeah. henceforth, spoils will be had. Spoils will be had. You, you know what? You you need you, for for a color out of space. You kind of need some spoiler. spoiler you gotta alert, warn people so what they're getting in for. Well, the- a fucking mom and her fucking kid are gonna like <laughs> melt into each other and melt into each other, and they're gonna become a praying mantis that, that like was nearly rapes good, uh, a daughter. So like, yeah, that was some good spoiler, practice. Need a spoiler, yeah. spoiler alert on that. That's well, that's the, ridiculous. The, the thing about spoilers for me, like. Something like that. Like, if I didn't see the movie, I'd be like, okay, like, where does that fit into the context? So, like, it it doesn't feel like a spoiler. No, like, mild. If you're saying, like, these little little things, it kind of doesn't feel like a spoiler. If anything, I'm saying watch it because it'll make you think. It's it's well, a good, you need it's a good to be time. Prepared for you see, like, a, like, like, mm. like, dude, if my mom just was, like, chilling and she just melted into me and we became this fucking hybrid praying mantis entity running around the house <laughs> somebody needs to tell me what the fuck's going on before I see that shit, <laughs> yeah dude yeah, heads up but, but I need people to be known. people do like freak out over yeah. like the smallest like little bit of information about a movie You're that right. they haven't seen right. it's like uh no, I, that's I, fan I recently, culture for i you. recently saw like I, I watched these guys uh we watched a movie the great like podcast like youtube channel um they were talking about how like it was like bullshit that like the uh the fact that Dr. Sam Loomis is in Halloween Kills like was spoiled for everybody. It's like how is that like spoiled anybody? We know right. that there's like flashbacks to nineteen seventy eight, so of course he's like he's in, gotta be in, in there some somewhere. capacity. 
<laughs> well, I think also, and they people... were like super, like they were super pissed, and other people were like super pissed about it. I'm like, how is that that much of a spoiler? People get like a little too up- yeah, upset over like the littlest, though. like the littlest tidbits that they consider a spoiler. That's a fan culture. Like, like sometimes I don't, I don't consider telling information a spoiler if you kind of. F- figure the storyline is going to get you there eventually like yeah. i was at i was in rite aid the other day and i'm like trying to get a couple monsters and some big cup reese's <laughs> and some dude in the line was talking about naruto shipping in and i love naruto like i fucking grew up on that shit i love it to death and then i'm just just kind of like just vicariously through the conversation i just say how cool was it when like naruto became hokage and now his son boruto and this this girl that was kind of checking me out like got super pissed. She was like, I don't watch anime and how could you spoil it for me? I'm like, fucking dude. Like Naruto's dream was to one at one point become Hokage. You knew it was gonna fucking happen. Like, you knew it was you like, knew it was coming. Hokage. You knew it was coming. Like, come on. I'm sorry you didn't watch the last three hundred like us nah. devoted fans. And did, it's not but, like it's know. old. I mean it's new, right? Isn't that like a couple years old? Dude, yeah, like it's like there's a whole new series where like it's all about Naruto's son now, Boruto. So like she's like super behind. I'm like, dude, I do not. Yeah, I'm you better not get yourself a, about that. Like, you better get yourself a Crunchyroll subscription and catch up, girl. Oh yeah, dude, come on. That's like, like The Walking that's not Dead. A spoiler. That's like, dude, I gave up on The Walking Dead so long ago. Oh, it's too yeah, much. But it's man. like it's too much. A lot of times it, it closely follows like what happens in the comic books. So right. It's like, and I read the com. I read it's already them. out there. <laughs> yeah, like it's a book. You can find out what's going to happen yeah. for the most part. Absolutely. Yeah, because that was kind of my problem. Why I probably didn't like it as much is because I read the comics when I was in high school. I had I had the whole all the trades, and I loved it. And then I started watching. I was like, "Ah, oh, come on!" I, and I became one of those guys. So that's why I kind of try to stop cross pollinating my entertainment. I try to keep my yeah. my wrestling Isn't over that here and my pollinating. I love that. Uh, you know, we're all about the cross spray here on the Everyman Podcast. <laughs> um, okay. I did. I did watch a few more. One, uh, on a note on uh, Mr. Seagal, I did uh, get a chance to watch. Uh, sniper special ops with uh, RVD. A lot of great military lingo in that. Is it's, that a WWE studio? You would think it is, but it's not. It's a Seagal steamroller films. It's uh, his own production. Uh, ah. It's really, really good. And I watched. Um, again, not what I was expecting. I just, I go, I just go through the Nick Cage movies, you know, and I just pick one. And uh, we started watching the Frozen Ground, but it's about like this guy. Is a true based on a true story. This is that guy that, that Disney thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's just like Frozen. I was thinking it was gonna be like Frozen, the Disney thing. Turns out it's about a guy that kidnaps and keeps girls hostage and kills them. It's very. Mm. I watched about thirty minutes of it and I was like, you know, this is not a Saturday night uh, Saturday night flick. So yeah. I'm gonna revisit it because now I want to see how it ends. But uh, it was great cast. John Cusack is in it. Uh, Nick Cage. Um, good, good time. Good time to be to be had. Hey, except Rob, for those let me gals. ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, Rob. Do you ever feel like with, with all the stuff you've done, I know we're talking about movies and stuff, but like all of the things that you've done with respect to editing and producing, directing, camera work, all of that, do you ever feel like there's like this like one earlier project that you started that like still stacks up to some of the coolest shit that you've done most recently? Like I got a project I know, like I did this video for the MEAC conference like a billion years ago. And like, I can go back right now and watch it. And like, I was, I fucking balled out on this. This is like my best work. Yeah. You got something like that? Like, like um, that you did in school that you're like super proud of? Like, you know, man, I know this is dope. Like well, even by today's standards. Yeah. I think there, there's probably a few things. Some, some of like the shorts that I did when I was in college, like 
actually still hold up. Um, a couple of music videos we did like early on when we went like full time. Music videos, sweet yeah. dude. I, can you talk about the one? You know the thing I'm thinking of. So they're the ones can that you, I'm talking about. They they still hold up like quality. You, do you want to talk about or can you let you want to let people find out for themselves on that? You don't have to talk about it if you don't want what, to. What the black madam? Yes, talk the black madam. Yes. Yeah, there, we 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 did a couple videos for this uh, artist named Black Madam. Um, halfway through post production on the uh, or almost done post production on the second video, and I get a call from uh, the Philadelphia Southwest detectives <laughs> saying that they want to talk to me, <laughs> and it, it's it's really not funny, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a funny setup, though. Uh, yeah, funny. I guess funny setup, but like, what happened isn't funny. Um, oh, no. But basically, uh, I'm like, okay, do I talk to you on the phone or, or whatever? They were like, we prefer to meet you in, in person. So they oh, like came man. to my like parents' house. I was living at my parents' house at the time, and they they said it was about a video that we did. And I'm like, shit, we didn't get a permit to go film on, like, the art museum steps or something like that. So now we're, like, getting busted or something. Oh, and shit. they show up and they have this picture. And they're like, do you know this woman? <laughs> and here it's 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 Black Madam. And supposedly she was doing these, like, butt injections. Like, this, oh. like back room, like, plastic surgery stuff. Yeah. And filler, she ended like up. Filler uh, injections. She ended up actually, like killing this girl from it oh no dude and it like the music videos were all over all over like cnn and fox (laughs) news and stuff like that and it actually like got us like work because people like saw like clips from the videos and like went and found them and found out who did them (laughs) yeah so i guess that's good that came out of it but i kind of feel bad about like what actually happened even though i had nothing to do with it yeah but, but it was it was kind of funny like the detectives like were like yeah we saw the we saw the videos that you did really good work <laughs> like, <laughs> like out of nowhere like uh, it's good stuff very artistic i like, he, like you... looked at he, he looked awesome. at his like partner and his partner was like <laughs> <laughs> so like were they why were they did they just want to know like a character witness what were they looking like, for we were you? we were the only person that knew who she actually was Oh, because you had done business with her, so yeah. you knew her actual we knew name. knew where she was and everything. So her like name that. really wasn't Black Madam is what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Well, how about Surprisingly, that? Surprisingly, I was, I was kind of shocked. Huh, that. that seemed like a Christian but, name. But, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> other than that, like, she she was actually, like, a pretty good person, like, to us. Like, a good, hey. person, a good person to work with for the most part. And, yeah. and like, she had she had us come over, like, Thanksgiving after we were done like dinner with our families and stuff and she like gave oh, us like tips for like doing the video and like we ate dessert over there and stuff like that so yeah. it was a uh, it was kind of shocking to, to see that happen and kind of a little upsetting <laughs> but she she's like actually in jail like yeah damn currently and she she wrote a book and apparently like included us in the book we have a copy of it but I haven't read it dude do you think you guys will be in play if she does a biopic uh, I don't know. Like, Wouldn't that be an interesting cosmic canoe moment? Yeah, you know, uh, we we thought about that. It's like, do we do we try to get the rights to I think to the story and like actually make the 
And who's going to play me, you know? Like Vince Vaughn. Oh, or yeah. Something? Can I play you? Yeah, Vince Vaughn. Ex- extremely handsome and tall director. Yeah. I, I, I used to look like Vince Vaughn, I was told, back in like 2005. Yeah, I could see <laughs> that. I was like six, I could see 17 that. or 18. Yeah, if you do that, I want to be, me and Daryl got to be extras in there somewhere. Yeah, have to we be. We got to be like bouncers or thought, maybe I, we could play the detectives. That would be a great role for us. We could make our debut as like yeah. a buddy duo, you know? <laughs> like we're like a... We're like a, you know, good cop, good gooder cop, or something. Yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> thought of that as a, as a, a thing, but hey, it's it's so hard to get funding to do things, to yeah. do to do films. <laughs> but um, other other than that, like the the film to go back to your question, uh, the film that I'm actually finishing up now. We actually shot most of it in 2012 and 2013, okay. and I. I still think even though we shot a few movies since then for other people, like this still holds up. Like it, it's looking, it's going to look and sound like a real movie, you know? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. I've seen little, you know, every time I come over to the studio, you're, you've got some new little part of it that you're, that you're working on. It's been, it's been cool to see it come together. It's pretty much there. and, And the goal barring any catastrophes or, lack of money or lack of being able to, to do anything that's out of Force control. Like, yeah. It, it should be ready to submit to festivals and maybe, uh, have a few screenings by August. Hopefully I, I could be, uh, I could be interested Finally. In, a, in a screening. Yeah. Um, so as we wind up here, you know, we, we talked about, you know, how you got into it, what you're doing with it currently. Um, if somebody wants to kind of, take their thing to the next level, whether they're musicians or they're, you know, looking for a camera operator or something. How can people get in touch with you? How can people reach out to the business? Where's all your stuff? How, how do we, how do we do that? Um, we have uh 360digitalstudios.com. That's three, six, zero, the, the numbers. Um, you can, that links to our Facebook our our Instagram our our uh, YouTube and, Vimeo and all that. You could also email and call us and text us, whatever. So mm-hmm. you do, and you're up for you're up for business, right? Yep. Corona be damned. Yep. Be right. damned. And, uh, our our studio space should be good to go sometime by hopefully by July. Yeah, we got to do. Sweet. We were talking about a, a watch along. I think I think that's we would just the hardest part would be deciding what we would watch because we're just so passionate about our films and it's got to be something truly special i did sign up for shutter by the way which is pretty sick i'm enjoying that yeah we're watching colorado space i can't i don't think i can watch it again man it's decided colorado space (laughs) (laughs) okay now we're gonna really dig into this part where she melds into her son what do you think about that daryl check it out look at her spinal cord it's wrapped around her neck you know if you want to know what it was like for me after the the first live stream um, go ahead and uh, do that double quarter pounder with the Big Mac sauce. Uh, go ahead and check out <laughs> the Color Out of Space. Skip forward about forty five minutes. That congl- That's what I was dealing with. It was. It was. It was raw. Dude, the sounds your stomach was making was ridiculous, bro. Oh my god. Hot mic too. Amazing. Hot on mic. Next time I'm gonna put a mic just on my stomach so I can really so I can really give it to the people so they know they know maybe uh might add to be like a new effect, you know, belly sounds. Um, Boom. 
Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for hanging yeah. with us. Thanks, for um, Rob. Thank you for for helping us make our our uh, trailer, you know, cool. And as you can That's see good. from our new intro for YouTube, we're using a lot of that footage that we shot there. Can't wait to do some more with you. And uh, you heard him. Check him out. All all those links are going to be in the show notes and uh, on our on our post there. So uh, tonight, Wednesday, eight p.m. Eastern. Eight p.m. Twitch.tv slash the Everyman Podcast in your web browser. Everymanpodcast.tv in your web browser or just type in the Everyman Podcast in the Twitch app, and uh, your boy DC and Brother Jay will be holding it down live, uh, cutting it up. So if you enjoyed this talk, if you're looking for some visual stimuli, hit up Rob, and yeah. check us out on Twitch tonight at 8 p.m. So uh, with that being said, Rob, thank you very much, my brother. DC, I will catch you. Yo. I will catch you when I catch you, bro. It's gonna be hard to catch you. You're 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 a strong man. You're a fast man. <laughs> Fast man, strong man. Fast man, strong man. All right, brother. Be good. Thanks. Later.